Welcome to Who's Good There? Podcast. Podcast. Everything's against me and it's got me down. If I jumped in the river, I would probably drown. No matter how I struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. These shabby shoes I'm wearing all the time, they're full of holes and nails. Brother, if I stepped on the worn-out dime, my bed and nickel, I could tell you if it was heads or tails. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Who Goes There podcast, episode 64. I've got that count correct. 64. Yeah, you didn't have to, to question it this time. No, no, no. 60. I'm actually, I'm on top of things this time. It's um, like you know what you're doing. It, <laughs> I, I should hope so after so many episodes. Yeah, it's but, only taken us three years. Yeah. Uh, so we are down one Chris today, but we are up one Lauren Ashley Carter. I'd say we traded up. You think so? Yeah. Well, Chris lost a fight with Mother Nature. That's why he's not here. And Lauren came on the period? show. <laughs> that, that, that happens every now and again to him. Um, but Lauren came on the show on a date, so we definitely traded yeah. up. Was that actually a date that you were on when, when you were on the first time? Or I, was this... I've had, yeah, I've been on with you guys twice now on dates. With, oh. I, I, yeah, I think, that, I think that I was on another time as well on a date. Was, you were, you was, were on with Woo. Was Woo a date? Yeah, yeah, Woo was a date. Yeah, that was wow. a date. And, um, yeah, but now, we're, now I'm just friends with all these people that I, I go on dates with. We end up just being buddies. So. Shattered, shattered dreams and all. <laughs> oh god that gives me belly laughs you know I, I would have stayed with woo just for the ability to say woo all the time just yeah yeah it's well, you can you can still say it you know that word is out there just take it claim That's it true. i think claim rick it. flair owns that word take it by the horns <laughs> so <clears throat> lauren you are kind of all over the internet right now dude with uh, Darling yeah. coming out, yeah, yeah. How's did that? you guys uh, did you guys see it yet? Or I saw it back in October. Oh, that's right. Okay, you've seen yes. it, and... <laughs> and I did see it Friday night. Did you? Okay, I, did. I really. I, we don't want to get into it because you know yeah. this, this isn't that's a, a whole other. Of, yeah, it's a whole other show that we'll shit on. We, we got to we got to do that behind Lauren's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. It, it was it was uh, it was good stuff. Nice, nice. So how's, the, just... how's, how's the whole thing been? Has it, has it been nuts for you guys over there? Oh, no. I mean, not really. It's, you know, people, it's so funny. Like some, of, some people that aren't familiar with Jugface, um, there are mutants out there, I know. Um, and, like, friends of mine, uh, I guess they shouldn't be friends anymore, but they'll say things like, uh, yeah, she's say things like, oh, this is, like, so crazy for you. This is amazing. Like, uh, I'm like, I, you guys, Jugface was a really big deal, actually. <laughs> and, you know, it, so to me, it's not, uh, it's not any different from Jugface for me. I, I think that I'm, there's more posters and more art. Um, and screen media has been doing such an awesome job. And they're putting, putting uh, posters and shit everywhere and um, being really helpful and organizing things. So that's the, that's the biggest difference is that it's actually more organized, I think, um, this experience for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, it's been, no, it's been a normal amount of crazy. It's all been good crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I saw a couple, uh, a couple posts on Reddit about darling and all very positive. So 
those heartless yeah. fuckers are over there are, are on your side. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, they are, man. Those people scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> I, I try to, I mean, more and more, I can't, I can't wait to get off of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook altogether. I really can't at this point. I, I have to, I have to be on it and everything. And, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to start doing some, some other things as well that aren't, you know, um, acting related, uh, just to kind of take back the fear that I have of the internet. Like you're on um, Etsy store. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'm going to do something. My friend actually has one and she's, uh, she lives in the UK. And, uh, so she kind of talked me into doing an interesting kind of blog experience, which I'll tell you guys about once we have everything figured out but it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be pretty funny um well, which cool. I, I like doing really weird things as you know so uh yeah it's gonna be really fun um but yeah oh i uh, yeah, the internet scares the shit out of me i it really does i, mean, I had the whole soccer thing you know and then ever since that i've been hyper aware of Whoa, hey, hold, on, hold on yeah hold on, I, I, you just turned into a fucking robot on our side <laughs> I wasn't that was even gonna say that. The um, no, it's 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 yeah, fucking yeah, Skype. Yeah. I I hate this program so much. You know what? Let's let's restart the call so we can uh, so we can fix that. I'll be uh, we'll call you right back. Uh, yeah, you know I I I'm I'm about ready to boot Skype out of my fucking life forever. Yeah. Hi, yeah, man. He said he's putting an embargo on it after after this episode. Wow! Wow! What do you? What are we gonna do then? Uh, you're just Tin you're just gonna and... have to come out to California. Yep. Ah! <laughs> It'll. Well, I actually, I actually do have to come out there um, at some point anyway. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll just do it every time. That'll be great. It's fun. That'll be exactly. Your yes. best friend lives out here. Um, darling, darling isn't screening, so you can you know do a do a, a quick screening while you're here. Just do the whole thing, man. I can just do the performance. That's true. That's even better. You also, she's going to have mind's eye. Are we recording? We are recording. Okay. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking so casually. It's happening. It's fucking happening. It's live. Oh boy. Um, well, but yeah, as I was saying, you, mind's eye hasn't been released yet, right? No, no, no. Uh, um, that's we, uh, Brian Morvan and I were just talking about that last night and he's like, what's going on? What's happening? Oh my God. He's a character from South Park, by the way. Um, oh. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, I don't know. And he's like looking at me like, are you going to find out? But with, you know, it's, I really don't know. I I've heard rumors of distribution and things, but, um, I, I don't bother. I don't bother people about that. Um, so we'll, it'll be, it will be out this, I think this summer, I hope. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of, a lot of, is it a lot of pending projects or just a couple few? Cause I remember when last time we were talking to you, you there was a lot of things that you had sort of on the, uh, not on the back burner. That, that's not the right word, but cooking necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I, I had a lot of things in, in many slow cookers and had a generator for all of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, it, uh, Imitation Girl is finished. We finished that, uh, that, that was the film with, uh, the production company I work with here, Alien Pictures. That's the sci-fi drama, um, about the, uh, an alien imitation of a real woman who is a classical pianist turned amateur porn star. Uh, actually, so we just finished that. That makes so much sense to think of Lauren as an alien <laughs> imitation porn woman. star. Not so much the porn star. <laughs> 
Oh boy. She's 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 purposely silent over there. The alien imitation. Uh, no, I just want I just want him to keep talking. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, he um, tends to, he tends to fucking do that. No, no uh, yeah. So that that's going to be out next year. Uh, we're looking at some really awesome festivals to premiere that in. Um, APA is our sales agent on that, so uh, I'm I'm really excited about that. It's uh, it's turned into quite the character piece, which is it's cool. It has like a, it has an under uh, under her skin under the skin vibe to it, but it's uh, it, it's really turned into something more. And uh, Lewis Black makes a pretty hilarious cameo as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Joe Begas actually talked to me about another project that he's working on this summer. So, uh, I think, uh, the whole lot of us are going to come back for that. We, uh, we, I think we, was that, was, was he the director of, uh, Almost Human? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, in the mind's that's, eye. That's, that's what yeah. I remember now. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. They're really, yeah. So, uh, that's coming up and then, yeah, I'm still, I'm writing my, uh, movie musical about schizophrenia right now. And, uh. Uh, I'm also going to be directing my first feature, and that's with uh, r- uh, my friends Rain and Matt out in LA, and that's a, a dramedy uh, called Love Shy. Nice. So yeah, that's we're going to shoot that all in Ohio because we're all from Ohio. We we've known each other since we were knee high to a pig's eye. <laughs> what? And, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, so so uh, ca- I can. can I ask you the question that I've been dying to ask you since since uh, you got on the line here? What's yeah what, yeah yeah? Go what's going it. on with your surgery, dude? Oh yeah, so I was supposed to go to Chattanooga for to see the Mind's Eye. I still haven't seen it. Uh, I was so excited because festivals don't fly out talent or actors, whatever you want to call us, fuckers. Um, they they fly out the director typically, uh, it, you know, and then if if they don't, then uh, then usually the director has to do it on his own. Uh, so most of the time, if talent goes to these festivals, actors, then they're paying themselves. So I can't go to them, um, but a Chattanooga actually offered to take me there, and I was like, "Fuck, this is so amazing!" And I finally get to see it. I was so excited. It's been, uh, you know, I was so sick when we were filming *Imitation Girl*. I had that flu, you know, the one that's been going around the yeah. three-week-long yep. flu. So I had that shit, and um, I was so happy to go and go to Tennessee. My cousins live in Tennessee, and really in Nashville, really close, and. And then um, I went running, and um, I, which I do not as much as I should, but um, or more than I should. Some athletes tell me it's bad for your knees. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I was running, and I I, um, I got really sick, and I collapsed, and um, I thought, oh fuck, I need to see a cardiologist. What's going on? And everything was great. Um, went to my GP. Everything was fine. And then I had a random uh, lady parts checkup. And um, when she looked under the hood, she um, felt this uh, this thing and was like, "You need to go and get a sonogram and an MRI immediately." Whoa. And you know, as a hypochondriac, as a hypochondriac and someone with panic disorder, I was like, "Oh God, it's happening! It's happening! My greatest fears are coming true." This is it. So I. <laughs> ah! And uh, and I was right, and I was right, and all you fuckers said I was fine, and I'm not fine. This is I was right. And um, I went in and got everything done, and it turns out that I have had for a couple years now a misdiagnosed uh, dermoid cyst on my ovary. Now, I did not know what a dermoid cyst was, so I looked it up on Google Image Search. (laughs) Which you should all do right now. (laughs) Let's take a moment and let them Google D-E-R-M-O-I-D 
ovary, just that is enough. Really. Yeah, I, I, um, I did. Uh, and it. I did the same thing when, yeah, you, to- when, you, when you told us what uh, what <laughs> what it was, and I was like, "Go!" Yeah. She told me specifically to do it. She's like, "Little tip: Go Google this." <laughs> <laughs> so I um I did, and uh, if you guys have just done that, it is one of those fabulous cysts that um it's uh it's basically everything from so the dur part of the that Latin is the the dermis, right? So everything that grows on the dermis can grow in and around this cyst, which is hair, skin, teeth, nails, and sometimes undeveloped eyes. That's so fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it's like but <laughs> And I was like, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? This is ridiculous. Like of course I have this. So y- of course, I have a monster inside of you're me. You're essentially <laughs> the basket from Basket Case. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, it's that's how to how to succeed in advertising <laughs> is in is, is happening in my pelvic region. Oh man, that that, um, that so the un, the underdeveloped yeah, eyes thing yeah, is so I, metal, man. That's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna ask. She's a really hardcore Russian lady, the surgeon. So I'm going to ask her if I can take pictures of it before she sends it off to pathology. Do you, do, can, do you, um, can you possibly you can keep it. part of it? Well, no, they're going to have to comb through it, so to speak. <laughs> well, tell, tell them you want the teeth and the fingernails. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to take as many pictures as I can. and they're, So the best part about this is that 99% of the time they're benign. Um, but they just have to really, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, take a bite out of this thing to find out if it's, uh, if it is benign. And the one, and the one, the time it turns into a living, breathing creature. So wouldn't, watch the fuck wouldn't out. Wouldn't that be crazy if they literally took a bite out of it? <laughs> would it be? I think it would. Oh, ah, and, then, and then it bites back oh. with those little teeth it has. <laughs> like a little snapping turtle biting your tongue. Oh, God. Talked to my friend who's um I, I met her because she uh, helped me uh, with the Harhound uh, booth and she was just a fan and uh, had a podcast herself her name's Stacy Ditto and she's a scrub technician and so I was telling her about everything and she said man I don't want to freak you out but those <laughs> things she goes those things are so nasty. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen. And she's seen exploding Polans. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I, t- I talked to her. And, um, and, and since I turned tragedies in my life into comedies, I've actually been developing um, with uh, Julie Halston, this great actress who's in my mentor series. And she's going to be in Woody Allen's new show. She's just tremendous. I'm, uh, I'm developing a horror comedy with her, very Hen and Lauder-esque um, uh, about it's going to be called Debbie. I've named her Debbie the dermoid. And, um, it's going to be about this woman who has this dermoid and takes it home and she starts helping her with her love life. Um, that's my short shorthand, but there's a, sounds like it could be yeah, a, a little children's picture book, like helping children come to terms oh, yeah, with their well, dermoids. So what I want to do is also, um, I want to have, um, you know, if we do a campaign or something, I want to make little plush dermoids <laughs> and there's Velcro and hair and then there's a little zipper. And so when they're not on the outside, you can shove them inside and then you can take them out and put them wherever that, you want. That and, could be like the $100 yeah. Kickstarter level. 
Okay. Well, I feel like we should have different sizes. So you there'll be like a keychain and then there can be like a desktop one and then there can be like the big couch pillow one and then like the really, really big bed like the one. The Costco size bear dermoid. <laughs> I, yeah. That would be incredible. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll, whatever I'll def- happens with the film, just make the dermoids. I'll definitely take a desktop Debbie the dermoid. <laughs> yeah, well, so so then the so my friend Stacy told the uh, the surgeons and the gynecologists at the hospital, and they just keep asking, "Did she write the script yet? What's happening with it? Does she have anyone directing it?" Yet, like they're so into it, and the reason that I'm involved with Julie Halston is that Julie and I just get on, and we, she on the phone, and she was just saying, you know, we got to get together, and I said, well, it's going to be at least you know a week before I can see you. I'm getting the surgery, and um, she goes, oh no, well please tell me because I really want to write a horror comedy with you. She's hilarious, and um, I and she goes, you know, can I ask what the surgery's about? And I told her, and she goes, you're kidding me. She said I had the same thing. Oof. Is that a common? Yeah, thing? How, how uh, common I, is a uh, uh, ovarian dermoid? Um, I uh, from what I've read, it's like ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah, that's fairly common. Uh, so yeah, it's it's about the same amount of women that also have ectopic pregnancies. Huh. Well, it's fa- it's actually fascinating. Yeah. So okay. So to 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 not move on, but to sort of move. But at on. least it's not at least it's not a teratoma. She said that those are worse. So the teratoma ones, or the um, there's another name for them. They're the ones. So basically, like the, a dermoid with all this shit in it, but it grows on your tailbone. Yeah, yeah, and I think and it's like right. And I think the ter- right between your tailbone and your ass. And I think the teratomas actually like they actually rot a little bit before they. Yeah, they're, the teratomas are disgusting. Yeah, because they're also on the outside. So mine's inside, but if they, if you know, if there was air on it, then I think, yeah, it would start to, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the recovery like going to be for Just you? It. Translation, how long uh, until you well, can drink clap- again? Uh, well, oh, I think I can drink as soon as I wake up. Um, <laughs> at least I, no one's told me any differently, can, so can I'm going to go with will. that. Uh, so the reco- it's a laparoscopic surgery, so the same thing as a, a an appendectomy or if you get your gallbladder removed. Um, some women are getting hysterectomies this way now. Uh, so they do the they make four incisions, they blow up your belly, and uh, put a little camera in, find out you know what Debbie's doing, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then, yeah they take it out and uh, you have a couple little stitches and. That's it. But uh, a, fr- a, cu- a friend of mine had not dermoids, but uh, ovarian cysts that got to be the size of a football. And the other one was like a grapefruit and lodged itself in her hip socket. What the fuck? And she had to have she had to have cesarean sections Lord. because they were too big there, to remove laparoscopic. She had laparoscopic. two babies, basically. Yeah, she had two surgeries for babies, but no babies. Lauren, I just thought of a brilliant marketing gimmick for you. <laughs> Here we go. You team up with Vivid Pictures Ooh, and reboot the Debbie Does Dallas franchise with Debbie the Dermoid. Oh, God. You're just so stupid. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe Vivid would like to get into actual films, you they know? Might, Who knows? Yeah. Maybe this. That, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie I'm actually would have gonna to propose. take some dick, though. That's, that's the only way it would work. Oof. I think I think I think we well, actually went one step too far on that one, bud. No, nah, that's impossible. 
<laughs> Holy shit. No, but yeah, but it'll be fun watching. So, and I want to do it, you know, all practical effects, claymation, <laughs> robots, like all that. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh, shit. That's too good. Well, we wish you, we, like we, we wish you all the luck on that and, and uh, a speedy recovery. Chris, Chris said the same. He said, good luck on everything. So, um, you know, thanks, Chris. Fucking Chris. Yeah. And when, thanks for telling me. Thanks for telling me the day before my surgery. You know, you could like you couldn't have phoned in with me. I'm phoning oh, in. You couldn't have that. phoned in. Chris said. phones in most things. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just stirring the can, dude. You're just stirring the can. <laughs> that may or may not be edited out, but probably not. <laughs> oh I, shit! I had a I had a quick question I wanted to ask when you meant when you were talking about Mind's Eye. You said you still haven't seen the movie. Is that a common thing to make a movie and then not see it for a long time? Uh, well, it just depends. Like for instance, so when the woman came out, it was my first feature that we, my first big feature, you know, that, that it was at Sundance and all that. And Sundance had always been such a dream, you know, as a kid and you watch Sundance TV and like, Oh God, my movies in Sundance. Holy shit. <laughs> so, uh, I, I begged, you know, my, my father to help me get out there. So um, he shared a plane ticket with me and I got out there to see the, to see the movie. But I mean, other, if I wouldn't have gone out there, then I wouldn't have seen it till anybody else. Um, sometimes they'll give you a screener, but Jugface I didn't see till I went to the festival. I also paid for my own way to go to slam dance, um, at that time. Uh, so, and I've been able to see, uh, pod was, I was able to get, uh, Mickey did send me pod to watch. Mickey's really generous with that. Um, but some people are nervous about obviously sharing and, and everything like that. So I understand. But yeah, for these indie for these indie films, man, we uh, like half the time fans are like, I didn't know where it is. Where is it? Why don't you tell us anything? I'm, I don't know. That's the director. I know nothing. I, I find out when everybody else does, you know, when the production company decides to come out or, or tell people about it. And, and, and so much much of this is last minute it really is they tell you know you find things out really last minute a couple of days before yeah well especially so, with, uh, uh, yeah yeah especially with films being out on the festival circuit for a while you know fans get to to read reviews and hear about the film before like long before it even comes out and you just start wanting to see it you know because you tell your friends about it and there's no way they can see it like i saw mind's eye and darling back in in october at the telluride horror show and I couldn't talk to anybody about it because I, I don't want to ruin it because I don't know when the movie's going to come out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Like, yeah, the I know Witch and uh, I finally saw The Witch. I was so excited about that because, like you said, you know, I heard about all the festival stuff. And then Green Room, I really want to see. I've been hearing great things about that. So, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm the same as any fan, really. I mean, you know, we get $125 a day before taxes. We shoot for two weeks, three weeks, and um, and then we wait for a year, a year and a half <laughs> to Jeez. see what we've done. But that's, that's indie film, man, rock and roll. Hashtag indie film. Hashtag indie beer. Hey, uh, what 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 did you think of the witch? Oh, I really loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, you know, it's so funny when people say, you know, oh, the witch was. It was a boring movie. I'm like, if you guys, there are many different kinds of movies. If you want to see a slasher film, then go see a slasher film. I don't know what people, it's just, people are, this is this Reddit bullshit, like people yeah. being insane. Well, it, they're just so mean. They're so angry. It's crazy to me. What? But I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful. And I wasn't the whole time, you know, I'm usually really great. You know, I can call shit. 
even if it's even if it's kind of crazy, I, everything surprised me in this movie. I didn't call. I did not see any of it coming. Yeah, we we we. All, I was I, and that was it was really happy. I was really happy. We about all that. enjoyed it. I, I I think it was universally loved on our on our end. I I think a lot of I don't know. It was really strange. A lot of the the hate came from like horror fans, which is really strange because it was. Oh, yes. It was weird because it, it was finally a horror film that sort of. It was Clicked a serious that, film that that ticked off all of these boxes that aren't necessarily always hit by you know like uh, non indie horror, and it, it, the the community was weird about it. It was bizarre. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me because uh, some of the horror community's favorite films are very similar to the style. Of the, you know, the building up and the building up and then some really gruesome, really haunting images. I mean, that fucking crow eating her tit was, I mean, that will stay with me forever. Just as much as, you know, girl being skinned alive and martyrs. It, I, It's just as gruesome to me and awful. And I I, I don't understand how, how people saw that and were like... It was slow movie. It was slow and it was uh, like, pretentious. Ugh. Yeah. On on that same note. No, it was. It, and to me, it's just beautiful, yeah. and it was it was really about this family. These are these actors are amazing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Even the it, all, it, every single one of them the two, down the even line. Even the two is, little kids who were probably the weakest part oh, of yeah, the film yeah. were incredible. Even the goat was great. Little asshole. They were little assholes. <laughs> it makes it makes me fear for my own <laughs> fucking children. <laughs> Oh, they're plotting, plotting, plotting all the time. You know this. Oh, I do know. Yeah, my... the little one looks too cute to not be up to something. I uh, know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I yeah, huge fan. I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. Our, our own community, it's it's breaking up. It's you know, we're going into two different parties now with all the subgenres happening. I think that we're I think that I'm finding out more about people. I'm like, you don't like horror movies. You're fucked up when <laughs> you like watching people die. <laughs> you, yeah, you're really a sociopath, you fuck. Uh, yeah, or, no, go ahead, sorry. What a great segue into watching people die. I, also. I yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of watching people oh. die, I saw Hardcore Henry this weekend. Oh God! And, and I, I don't think that's exactly what she was. Uh, I hardcore heading. took a nap. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I had to take my nail glasses off and wipe my eyes for oh. that one. Oh man! So it was oh. bad, huh? No, it wasn't bad. It was awesome, but it was like watching somebody play a video game for like Ooh, 90 okay. minutes, but unlike a video game, you couldn't focus on shit because it was basically like a, a GoPro on somebody's head and it was just moving all the time. It was hard to focus on anything. That's that. <clears throat> I would have wanted. I almost puked watching Pacific Rim in IMAX 3D. I couldn't, I couldn't watch this movie. <laughs> so you're saying this isn't up your alley at all, Hard- Hardcore Henry? <laughs> I, I honestly believe that I would get vertigo, I would fall over, and I would vomit and die. Thought, and that's and that's not to say it's movie's fault. It's just I can't watch. I it's too much movement. I know? honestly expected somebody in the theater to get vertigo because I don't know if you ever played that video game Mirror's Edge. I did. It's, it's basically like parkour on top of buildings. And it's all through the first person perspective. And this was kind of the same, you know, people are climbing buildings in the first person perspective. And I really expected somebody to get nauseous or sick or have to leave. How, the how gory was it? 
It was gory as fuck, dude. It was so gory. It was bad. Like the whole thing was badass. I think like it was just a little too much of the same thing for a long time. And plus I was in those really comfy reclining chairs. So <laughs> turn into love seats. So what made you uh, what made you fall asleep? This is really funny to me. What's, Pro- what? Probably the chairs. <laughs> then it just being this. <laughs> then it just kind of being the same thing over and over because it was just like epic fights through the whole. Th- it was basically a Jason Statham fight scene on repeat through the whole thing, which is still kind of awesome. But right. like those fucking couches, dude, they're so comfy. Oh, did you go to the reclining ones in Chula Vista? Oh yeah, they turn into love seats. You can all snuggle up, and you could get bobos. I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, bobos. Yeah, bobos. What's, like, what's, what are bobos? Blo- dude, blo- bobos like a blowjob. <laughs> Okay. You don't, you don't call them bobos? I've never called a blowjob a bobo. In... Wait, you mean like you mean that they hand them out like like popcorn and beer at the Alamo Draft they House, or do. you mean like your girlfriend could no, do? Well, both. They actually sell cups with holes yeah. in the bottom for popcorn and penis, but they also sell beer at this place too, yeah. which is really nice. Popcorn Cause, and penis. Because if she's she, if she's not into the popcorn and the or the penis and the popcorn thing, you just give her a couple of drinks. Totally into it. It just looks weird when she's face oh, no, down in a bucket of popcorn. Would they come around with like the extra popcorn butter like in the to-do list with Aubrey Plaza and Shake uses it to jerk them off? They actually only come around with moist towelettes. That's it. Oh, interesting. So you have to bring your own yeah, butter. your own butter. Wait, what, what, what was that about Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> Did you not see the to-do no. list? I've I've not heard of this. Guys, <laughs> you guys got to see this. She jerks a guy off with, with popcorn butter. Get the really? fuck out, for real? <laughs> Is that the movie where she's masturbating on the bed? You've seen that. Uh, the, yeah, have. there's a lot of sex stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking funny. And I saw it and I thought, I, you know, before that I've seen her in things. And I mean, she's dropped at gorgeous. And she has that whole quirky thing going on. But I never so quirky. was going to go out of my way to watch anything but I didn't hate her or anything like that but I saw this movie and I fell in love with her and yeah I I you gotta see it there's so many amazing moments but forever we'll always think of popcorn butter as a lubricant now Lauren you definitely elevate this show <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say that uh, you always take this show to a level of, of a caliber we cannot reach on our own <clears throat> that's not that, that's not true we can do it without Lauren. That's fucking true. <laughs> it's it's true. I, I've heard you guys say some pretty some pretty nasty things without me. Lauren, let's um, be fair. But but you I don't listen to the like show. I'm there in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I listen when I'm involved. <laughs> if my coming up or Orange Gatorade, you know I'm gonna okay, be there. So- I, I, I must have missed something or, or, or this, this uh, two baby brain is just retarded. What is the deal with the orange Gatorade? Did I, did I forget something? Dude, that's how she shit on her mom's couch. That's right. Okay. That's right. I remember. I remember now. I remember now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and still to this day, um, if that's all they have at the store, you know, I say, ah, no, 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 no. And if I ever do get it, even if I'm not sick, but just a little hungover and I get the orange Gatorade, I am on the train and I'm going to get off a couple stops early to go, to go find that, uh, that George Costanza public bathroom for me. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you ever go to an event starring Lauren Ashley Carter, please bring her orange Gatorade. It'll be funny for all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Chris is not here. 
So, we get to pick music. Do you have one? I don't. But I, I do can, have one. You can take it. You can. Take I do it. have one. I actually thought of this one as we were talking. Um, we are doing Peeping Tom, a movie about a perverted killer who videotapes people that he kills. And I decided to go with Pervert by The Descendants because <laughs> I, cause I couldn't think of a song called Peeping Tom. So, <laughs> Well, it'll either be that or it'll be more Taylor Swift. I don't know. We should do Taylor Swift. Lauren, important question. <laughs> yes? Where do you stand on Taylor Swift? Oh, her songs are catchy as shit. Are you kidding? Um, she terrifies me. <laughs> and um, I, it, I honestly, it feels very similar to, I, I believe, what, what performers must have felt like during the Red Scare. <laughs> um, we'll call it the wow. Swift Scare. I, I don't, I dare not say a word about it. I, I would rather talk about Scientology than to say anything be, be about smirch the Swift. The, yeah. About the Swift. Too Swift will end you. Yeah. Yeah. She, it's 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 it's, it's yeah. some deep Hollywood shit. She's got her fingers in, man. She'd she'd fuck you over if if uh, if you said a bad thing about her. That's why we're yeah, that's why we're I, hashtag Team Swift. Yeah. Well, that and she's America's sweetheart. Oh, to- yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> um, the I I don't know. There's there's got to be. There has to be a name for it. The the swiffening. The, the I don't know. The, the swiffering? The swiffering? The swifter. Be swifted. Um the swift scent. I don't know. Damn. It's there yeah, there's the swift scent. The swift scent. The swift sense? I don't dude, I don't know what, I don't know where you are anymore, Lauren. I'm I'm <laughs> you went. There's uh, but it's there, yeah, the Swift Scare. Um, I don't know. There's the there's swi- a name the for Swift there's a dimension. name for the fear, the, the Swift Dimension. I like that. There's a name for the fear that comes when anyone brings up her name, and it's much. I think it 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 must be similar to what Scientology used to feel like. Definitely, definitely more com- comparable to the Red Scare for sure. I think the Swift um, is good. It's it's pretty. Yeah. The Swiftening. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, the red swift. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's 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 frightening though. All right. It's very frightening. Well, we're gonna. So, so dare I, I say? It's a uh, thumbs up to take to T Swift. Yeah, thumbs up. So, all right. Well, either we'll be listening to the Descendants or we'll be listening to Taylor Swift. I don't know. We'll see. But we'll be right back, everybody.
back. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of editing, we're back instantly. Wow, that was fantastic. Oh my god, I can't believe. Oh I love, I love Taylor Swift even more now. I really I do. I can't believe the shit we got into on that break. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I will I will never I will never look at thermodynamics the same way ever again. It's so weird. And fluid power. Yeah, oh my god! Uh, right. Uh, the 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 power of orange Gatorade. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she means. The shit is fluid. Ooh. Okay, so hey hey, hey guys, the path of least resistance. <laughs> so yeah. we watched nineteen yeah? sixties no. uh, Peeping Tom. Oh boy! Uh, <clears throat> we should start by saying that the, this director also directed one of the most you know, critically acclaimed, loved, respected movies of all time, *The Red Shoes*. Uh, you might have me on that one. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So *The Red Shoes* is um, it, so. This is the the tragedy of *Peeping Tom* and that it ruined his career. Is that he made *The Red Shoes*, which was based off of this um, um, uh, with uh, Hans Christian Andersen, the um, the fairy tale guy. Right. The fairy tale guy. <laughs> uh, you know, you know the fairy tale guy. It's like a British, you know, British children. Oh, have you seen the fairy tale guy? Uh, there was this uh, this old story about the red shoes, which was this girl who gets these red shoes and they they make her dance and and she can be she's the most fabulous dancer in the entire world and and no one can take their eyes off of her and she's magical. But the problem is is that um, the red shoes never tire and they they end up she can't ever get them off of her feet and she dances herself to death. It's a great children's tale. Uh, you should read it to your little ones. I, I think I will. Uh, so he. So in the story, the red shoes. Uh, it's about this dancer, and um, she, you know, she starts off being, uh, you know, um, just in the background, and ends up uh, being the prima ballerina to dance this this new ballet. And there's, of course, a lot of the big love story, and it, it ends up being this tale about about the artist and about, especially about a, a female artist choosing between her art and and her life. And and that sometimes you can't have both things, you know, especially as a woman in that time. And, and I and I still kind of feel that now. Uh, so it's a beautiful, beautiful film. It's one of Martin Scorsese's favorites um, and a lot of other directors. So you guys should definitely watch it. It's haunting. There's she goes in and out of this madness. There's fantasy of the ballet and also the fantasy of her actual reality. Uh, and it kind of goes back and forth and has a tragic ending. It's a beautiful film. So this same director did that. And, and it was his follow-up film. And it ruined his career completely. Uh, which is so bizarre to me so, uh, that, that, you know, it's just bizarre. So I was reading a couple things about it. And, 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 I, and I did read that the Peeping Tom did ruin his career. But subsequent... You know, in subsequent years, it became sort of a cult classic and is now considered a masterpiece. Um, yes. I, I personally uh, have to argue with that. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when I start, when I watched the trailer, I went on IMDb and I was floored at the fact that it was a 7.8 out of 10. It, it's 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 weird because this is one of those films where like it's it's supposed to be like in your quiver of of, of good films that you've watched in your life and I I uh, I thought this was kind of an incomprehensible piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh man, 
I really now I enjoy the the odd. I enjoy the odd and the and the supremely quirky. And um, I you know there I definitely had some laugh out loud moments. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I actually um, I actually kind of wanted to talk like oh with Helen Stevens and her mother and the people in this film tend to talk. What like, do you mean we all talk odd. like this when we were talking normally? What do we do? What what Mary? <laughs> do you want to go to the bath? <laughs> <laughs> and this, this, and the redheads. Can we talk about the number of redheads now? In um, in uh, the red shoes, you know, Moira. Um, oh, uh, oh my God! I'm a terrible person. Moira Shear. Moira Shear uh, has the stunning red hair that matches the red shoes and everything. And she's also in Peeping Tom. She plays the the stand-in. Ah, uh, yes. You'll remember that. Ah, uh, yes. That was the first. That, that was the first time that we saw the weapon was with Moira Shear and what and what it was, the, which now the, we- and the, whole the thing weapon is very by preposterous. the way, good lord, it's the weapon. I th- I think the weapon is the most preposterous thing about this, and it's supposed it's a kind of murder she wrote, right? Like, oh, where could it be? And then Jessica Fletcher's like, oh, it's here because I killed everyone. You know, they use um, that same exact but- weapon in Halloween Resurrection. What a stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid idea! Holy yeah. God! So I, I I wanted to actually ask you up front, Lauren. And we we seldomly let our guests pick the movies. Why did you pick uh-huh. this one? We picked this because we trust you, Lauren. <laughs> or we, we let you pick this because well, oh. we, we trust you. No. I, well, I'll tell you, I've been on this kick of watching these um, these old crazy movies uh, that I'd watched only one time you know, in my past. And that was due to the fact that we had a pretty crappy video store until we went to the Slavic village in Cleveland and they only had like peeping Tom and straight jacket and brain candy. And this really, really crazy movie with Jim Carrey called high wait, strung wait, kid, that kids only in the hall exists. Brain candy? Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Okay. So this, so this place anyway, I had this, so I picked this movie. I mean, I think that this is a movie worth talking yeah, about. hundred percent. It definitely is. Okay. So that's okay. That's why I picked it because it was either, you know, I, I've, I've been sitting at home watching basket case because of Debbie, the dermoid. And <laughs> I wanted to watch pretty freaky and subspecies is on my list for later. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I picked this. I, I honestly, I have to be honest that there are a lot of things about this movie that I actually really love at the time, the, the use of color that he uses, and it's really stunning. Not a lot of people were doing that. Um, I love how dramatic everything is. He always has to do a production. So the red shoes, there's always this production and this crazy element. My, one of my favorite things is, and, and it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The blind mother who's, <laughs> uh, by the way, this horribly cruel alcoholic who's got these zingers like Sophia from the gold. She was actually she's an she, asshole. She was actually my favorite character of the she's whole movie. She's also the worst blind lady ever. <laughs> that's that she's is like swinging her cane around wildly, looking for the counter. <laughs> yeah, we could t- we can talk about that, man. Because when when uh, I think that's the whiskey that she was drinking as man, well. When she when when she like finds her way. Well, you know, we should we should probably talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna say I'm fifty five forty five. In the favor of liking this movie. <laughs> I slightly like this movie more than I dislike it. And it's only because, like, I found little redeeming qualities, but for the most part, the batshit absurdity of this movie is, is it right is a, it, it is absurd to a degree that I, we haven't watched yet a film that is this absurd. 
we, we, on this show. We have, I, but this is the thing so absurd about it in my opinion is that it was ever banned and that it ever ruined his career at all like that to me the fact so uh, and it wasn't that they banned him because they it wasn't that his career was ruined because they're like you're a terrible like this is shit it was that they thought it was grotesque which is the funniest thing to me i mean the whole lizard in the bed <laughs> why would someone why would someone put a lizard in the bed of that child. I mean, she was horrible. No, no, it favorite, was really. My favorite part is that she goes, "What is that?" And it's like, it's a, it's a fucking lizard. And she's like, "What it is a... it?" It's a, it's a, it's a fuck, it's a fucking lizard. It's, it's a lucky, fucking lizard. Lucky it wasn't a trouser snake, right? <laughs> you fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I guess we can, we can kind of. <laughs> there, I don't even know like where to start, dude, because there, there are things in this film that that sort of defy like filmmaking logic to me it's crazy it's fucking crazy what what things well just in just in sense of like you you have this you have this uh i I guess i don't even want to call it a macguffin but uh, what the fuck's a macguffin well i i'm not i'm not gonna call it that so i don't need to explain it to you dog mcmuffin i feel like we talk i feel like we talk about the macguffin have we MacGuffined before? I've We've MacGuffined before. I, have I MacGuffined before? You've never MacGuffined in your life, bro. What is a MacGuffin? <laughs> so, so anywho, you know, kind of from the get-go where he, he you, you see him kill his first victim with his whatever it is at the time. And then you... Can I just see that she was offering, she said she was a hooker. Yeah. And <laughs> and she says to him, it'll be two quid. That's two dollars, right? It was two, two pounds, okay. yeah. And even even then in 1960, I was like, is she giving him a lollipop? See, is it like some twiglets? Exactly. Like, what, could, what is she? What could you get given? from a hooker in in Britain for two dollars? Yeah. For two dollar reduce in 1960. It must have been. And it also must have been, you know, London or so. I mean, they were filming. It was a huge movie set, and the reason that I know that it was a big, expensive movie set is because he later asks for take ninety nine. So they must have had a lot of money to be burning through yeah, films to take yeah, ninety nine. Expensive man, especially like that. You know, the the whatever celluloid, whatever nonsense. So you get you get a, a sad handy for two bucks, right? I don't know, man. She was bringing him up to her room. What's two dollars with inflation? That's like. 20 bucks now? <laughs> I don't know, man. No. I don't even think that much. I may, I mean, maybe. I, I, well, and, she would, and she looked good, too. She you know? Like, I could see, like, Amanda Plummer. She was... uh, now, Amanda Plummer in Freeway was going to give a blowjob for, I think, 10 bucks. And that made sense. She was on crack. She was, you know, in the ghetto. And that made sense. But for this, you know, classy lady. She did, well, not, yeah, she see, did, not, she did not look like a crack whore. That's see, for sure. See, crack whores in 1960, two quid will get you the back door. <laughs> Without orange Gatorade yeah. or with. <laughs> if you have it with, that's extra. Because that's that's a whole And that was Gatorade in the glass bottles back it's, then. It's more so for the cleanup then. <laughs> God. <laughs> I just, I like... <laughs> the, the, the. All right, so that with that first kill and the, and the camera with, the, with the, um, the cross on it that kind of... Um, bullseye yeah, now, now no like sniper when you when you reach the end of the movie and you and and you find out well a the weapon is uh one third of the tripod <laughs> that has a knife stuck on it and b the camera itself has a mirror okay. attached to it okay with the, the knife did any of you yeah. guys picture like shoes where the knife comes out of the bottom <laughs> of the shoe 
Well, dude, it's like it's no, taped to like it. Everybody in this movie has a fucking weapon with a knife coming out of it. The blind mom has a has a cane knife. Homeboy has a tripod knife. It, this shit is 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 unfathomably uh, okay. stupid. The the blind mom with her cane. So <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my biggest what the fuck parts of the movie because like. What she's do you so, mean, darling? She's so, like, aware of everything. Oh, yes, darling, mother, darling, but, mother, darling, mother, mother, darling. She says she comes up to his room every night while he's watching the movies. She knows her way around everything, but then she swings her cane all wildly to find <laughs> like the counter. Like a fucking idiot, dude. But then she can sense him approaching to the hey, man, point... you saw... She had... Oh, she, you can... Like, she can sense him approaching to the point where she takes off the fucking tip of the cane and pulls out the knife. But then when he's slowly about to kill her, she has no fucking idea what's going on. No idea where anything is. She worst fucking blind. Well, and, ever. and and you're also supposed to be led to believe that like, she's kind of like a really clever blind woman because she's like, why do you have that light on me, darling? Yeah. <laughs> After like, you know, he clips. Well, and she says, and then she has that whole bit where she's like, I've got intuition, but you can photograph that. Can you? <laughs> or can you? <laughs> or can you? Dude. I... My favorite line that she had was that. So her daughter says to her, um, shall I tell you about supper? And she says, "No, tell yourself about it." <laughs> that was no. And then she has, she has, my a, she has another line after that too, where she says, uh, "Don't don't be up too late, uh, or you'll find me passed out by dinner, or some shit like that." Too was, was she the? Oh yeah, she's like outside cold on the floor. Was she the one where they asked her what troubles are, and she said the price of whiskey? Yes, dude. That was beautiful. That was my favorite line of the whole movie. So now, okay. Now can you understand why she was swinging her cane wildly? Like, like she a had a bottle person? of whiskey because she was drunk. Can you imagine? Imagine being blind and drunk. Like I and she and, I and she was drinking. And I, she was drinking Johnny Walker, so she's not like a cheap drink. She she was you know. Hey, well, sometimes cheap drinks will make you blind. It's true. It's true. Oh, but you know what? Can we also talk about um Pass the little hooker beers. with the. Uh, the, the the face the the scar face uh, very similar to uh, Kill Bill two with the Esteban girl yeah dude what was that it was just a hair lip I don't know no she was it was well, a it, scar it was a full on scar it went all the way up to her nose and it looked it didn't it really reminded me of uh, of of Quentin's hooker oh, I'm and sure, Kill Bill I'm too. sure Quentin, the, Quentin is like, oh, Peeping Tom is a inspiration to me, and I think that. Oh, actually, let me let me do Quentin's voice. I, I think Quentin Quentin is an inspiration. Peeping Tom. <laughs> there was there was bare feet in that movie, so he's probably a big fan. And you actually got you actually yeah, got they, boobs at the end. Okay, so I don't know if if we saw the actual version because when uh. You know, Lauren was talking about everything being like really censored and or not censored, but really graphic and disgusting. And that's why it ruined this dude's career. And I read that there was. No, it wasn't that it was that it was graphic and and it was um it was about the content. OK, like at least because, uh, yeah, it was the content, I believe, of the whole thing that was what people were so just, just I don't turned off by or. I don't well, know. Well, I'd, I'd read that there was a couple things that they had uh, that they wound up having to cut from the movie, and it most of it revolved around nudity. Like, there was a scene with a girl laying, like, half naked on a bed, and then another scene where a girl was half naked. But I don't know if that was cut 
from the entire movie or we just saw an edited version because I don't remember either one of those events being in the actual, the movie that I watched. No, I don't know. I don't either. Okay. Then that must've actually been cut. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, man, uh, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know where to really start. Like, there's not really a, a whole lot. It gives me, it gives you definitely, you know, night, like Nightcrawler vibes all over this shit. Yeah. Like in the beginning with the murders and he's also, he's also watching the detectives watch the case. He's becoming obsessed with his own case. So it's a very, you know, it's definitely a serial killer. Um, but the, the one biggest, you know, I, I guess like his whole uh, point of why he does things right was that his father his father was experimenting. His father was a psychologist, an analyst, sort of and was uh, yeah. was watching some sort of therapist and was videotaping him from from childhood. And this is kind of where we start off uh, because he was interested in fear in children. So he basically created the cause of fear for for our our serial killer in this movie when he was a child, so that he could document how he responded to the fear. And and somehow through this happening and through, you know, nature versus nurture, whatever we want to argue, he ended up eventually being turned on by the fear or that the voyeurism that he already was experiencing as a child plus the fear ended up merging and made him turned on by fear. The whole fear thing. Yeah, he either it, and it, the masturbatory voyeuristic. It, it either it, it either was, uh, made his urge to kill go up to ten, or he got really horny about it, which is really weird. Because I did notice too that so he meets this person who lives in his house, whatever, uh, Helen, who seems like she kind of gets off on the whole thing, right? Yeah, she seemed really into him from the get go. Yeah. Very much so. She like she likes those German boys yeah. for sure. Oh, she likes the Germans. Yeah, he's, he's very much like a Disney. He's like a um, uh, German version of Michael Caine, like the young Michael Caine, but yeah, German. I, I totally saw him as David Bowie, but like less. Oh less yeah, yeah, Very like subdued. Yeah, and also. And also, you know, German guys like that are pretty terrifying with or without the tripod pop knife. <laughs> he could have just walked with them creepily and strangled them with his giant German hands and that would have been well, enough. That, but that weapon was the was the worst was the worst thing I've ever seen because uh, you know, I I'm always looking at movies kind of somewhere like this ridiculous logical standpoint and I'm thinking he doesn't have a very good grip on this thing just Grab the fucking knife, you dummy. Yeah, it's huge. You could have easily slapped it away. Well, I, I think it was really about, you know, he also was a focus puller, right? And so he wants to keep them at the perfect distance. So if you think about it in those terms, he's a great filmmaker. Yeah. He, di he did it more for, for the actual filmmaking, and he thought, well, eventually I'll get them. <laughs> sooner or later. Actually, that, that's well, a good question for you. What, what in the world is a focus puller? Oh, uh, so your focus puller or your first AC, the assistant camera, uh, is the person who literally they have it, – it's like a hair, this this thin um, wire. It's um, controlling the focus, right? So the operator frames everything. You know, the gaffer helps him light it, and they have the scene. Now, say, though, you have to rack focus. So if there are two people in a scene and one's sitting a little bit behind the other or, you know, they're not perfectly um, – in line with one another and you are watching one person talk person a 
who's on your left and person B on the right. Now, person A, say they're closer to camera and person B is a little bit further away. So you're starting on person A and they say, for instance, there's milk if you'd like some. No, say it. You got to say it. You got to say it right. You got to say, there's milk if you want some. (laughs) Wait, no, it's him. So. There's milk if you like. Yeah, do that, that and then, voice. Holy shit. And then, and, then she, and then she goes, and so then we want person B, right? So we're on both of them. Now all we have to do is rack focus. So the operator can stay put. The focus puller, though, is going to have to change the focus to the person that's a little bit further away. And he does this with a dial. And there's a wireless, and then there's also one that's connected right to camera and so he is usually standing right beside the operator looking through the monitor at the same time to rack focus so you would rack focus to the second person who says oh very much if you can spare it (laughs) and then they drink milk so i I feel like i'm in math class and this is fucking hard so then here's a here's a follow-up question why would they why include such a seemingly complicated uh career in this film, it seems it seems absurd to think that anybody would give a shit about a, uh, a focus puller. Well, the interesting thing, so many focus pullers don't make careers out of it. They want to become cinematographers or operators um, because it, it's a really t- it's a really hard job. It's very difficult. So when you find someone who makes a career out of being a focus puller or a first AC, you snatch them up. And they're fucking they, and they're fucking snatched. weirdos, right? Um, it's insane. I mean, it's so, it's literally, if you would take a hair out of your head and put it, that, that's the line that they're going between. It's very, very challenging. Um, so they usually want to get out of it, right? And become a cinematographer or a DP. So I think that the interesting thing is that, so he's a focus puller by day, but, you know, he longs to be a filmmaker. And so, but he's not, and he never will be, it's not going to happen. Um, and so there's all, there's that whole little piece of it as well, where he's, you know, he is his own, he is the DP, the director, the writer, everything right. when, you know, he's making these films. I, I, I want to talk to you guys about the, uh, so we, we, we've talked briefly about the, the redhead that was doing the, who was the backup actress. Which redhead? <laughs> Which redhead? The, the backup actress. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, Moira. Yeah, who was it? Who was the lead in the red Moira, shoes? Yeah. yeah. Her her scene, the one where she does that dance, I I got the feeling that that Lauren should have done that dance in Rising <laughs> Stars. That's no, that's not what I am sure. But I got the feeling that that specific scene in particular was not meant for this film because it 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 is so out of left field for anything and in, in the mood and anything. She's, she's- She's a dancer and she worked with him on a couple of films. I I think that it's just like to be honest, she dances and he was really in love with her dancing and was like, Yeah, we'll put it in here. Well, because it's no it's <laughs> I really it's, 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 it's no joke. She's a very she's a very graceful dancer. Uh, and, you know, the, the way the way she moves around that set as he's moving things around is it's it's brilliantly done, but what it's it's fucking baffling in that movie, dude. Maybe it's, that it's, was the way to get her into the movie. They're like, fine, we'll put in something where you can dance. Just do the fucking movie. I don't know. Like, well, like Christopher Walken has it in his contract that he has to like do a little dance in every one of his movies. Is that right? Yeah. Watch any Christopher Walken movie. There's a little dance. In That's every not movie. actually in his contract, dude, is it? I don't know if it's in his contract, but he does it in every single movie. That sounds like malarkey like, to me. Probably he's. 
probably friends with Moira, and Moira was like, you know, you know, you know. Christopher, <laughs> you should really, really make them put a dance in there for you. And he's like, I'll do a dance. Whoa, uh, whoa, my movie's whoa, like you, whoa. Moira. Dude, we have Christopher Walken on the line all of a sudden. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. We, who needs Chris Franco when Lauren's doing impressions? <laughs> Sorry, Chris. She's just better. Oh, she's that's better. not true. Nobody's better than anyone. We're all we're all we're all amazing. I, yeah, I'm, I I know, but I I would have to do more of a of a radio voice if I was going to be on with you guys uh, all the time, because uh, otherwise, you know, I'd, uh, we need to keep people listening. Hey, so Lauren, I'd have to do something more like Lauren. This. Do me a quick favor in your radio announcer voice. Uh, can you welcome back J Dog and the Douche? <laughs> Hello, uh, this is Lauren Ashley Carter, and I'd like to welcome back J-Dog and the Douche. <laughs> you killed George. George is, George is dead. Jorge, Jorge, no. Jorge, Dios mío. Oh, you took your headphones off. You missed her Spanish impression, too. There's more. I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, oh, what did I come back to? Holy shit. <laughs> You've been to a couple bodegas in your time, have you? <laughs> no, Mr. Griffin, no. So, okay. Bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll? Yeah, yeah. Por favor. Okay, so back to back to serious business. Uh, Mark what are, what totally are you, could have been on NPR. Too. What are your thoughts? Oh, you guys, you guys, we have to talk really fast about one of the funniest things in the movie for me that I've never seen before or since, and that was when in the beginning when the the rando man came into this. I guess you, what would you call it? Would you call it a convenient deli? Where does he, you know, where the fucking newspapers and he sells all these nudes oh, yeah, to? A little, so a it's a it's a porno um, shop, dude. He had he had. But yeah, so the guy that comes in and is like, "What have you got for me?" and hands him. Uh, it looks like a family photo album from the others. Oh, yeah, he's like like this black. He's like a friend of mine said you yeah. have uh, have views available. <laughs> Views, huh? What views, are you talking? Yeah, uh, and so then you know, you, you know, views. Oh, these kind of views. And he, and he, and it looks like a family photo album, and they're just these, you know, naked women, like single shots poses, and he's just standing there, like going through them and just going, "Wow." See, wow. Okay, except they don't show you what's in the book. So in no. my mind, he was buying like snuff photos. Because I like to think that Mark was selling pictures of the murdered women to this asshole and then creepy perverted dudes that came in there to buy those photos. I had to make the movie a little more fucked up. I like the way you think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. That's why we're friends, Let's go with that. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Yeah. That whole uh, whole bit where he's, you know, he's he's buying his... <laughs> and he goes, "How much for you know? How much for the whole the whole stack of them? That seems fucking crazy." Oh yeah, what is it? What in the fucking world? Okay, five five yeah. pounds. That's what like ten dollar he dues. So back in nineteen sixty, he just paid. I'm gonna seventy five to a hundred dollars for some naked lady pictures. 
Doesn't it? When you could get a blowjob for two yeah, quid. Yeah. Two quid. Yeah. That, that sounds crazy to me. That's, that's how much you pay for a, a pack of crisps. Lauren really knows her numbers. She's like, fucking, uh, that, that's worth five blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> At least. So the interesting, the interesting thing that, that we could take away from this, though, is that human interactions are free, right? Or, or relatively cheap if you go with hookers. But that these people that can't have human interactions have to pay so much more to have as close of an experience as they can come, right? So we could get really, See, really deep with that, it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking interesting because like it whole, like totally goes back to voyeurism where this guy who's willing to take like action into his own hands and just film these women and murder them, he's voyeuring for free. But this other guy who doesn't have the balls to do it is paying out the ass for it. But I, I think he was, I think that guy was paying for straight up like... Mm-hmm. Uh, nudie pics. He well, yeah, but but that's kind of they, what they weren't like. Is, I don't think they were like perverted well, pictures. Ex- yeah, well, nudie pictures, right? But even so, even so, he's not having he's not having actual intercourse. She's saying, and he's not seeing women. She's saying a prostitute is two quid, so it's much cheaper to have actual physical interaction than like the to to see just the pictures because you don't do the the human interaction and maybe it's just the voyeurism of looking at these pictures with these women not knowing that you're looking at them see what i'm saying and it goes in between it goes in between these levels of what's acceptable and to the extreme and so i think that the that there are so many wonderful really great developments in between that of like the like what, you know, from being normal, which is our girl with the with the beautiful little cross on her neck that lives downstairs, mm-hmm. Helen. And <laughs> and then there's like a step up from that, which is, you know, the women maybe that pose for it. And then and then you've got, okay, so and then the guys that watch the women that pose, and then you have the hookers, and then the guys that go to the hookers, and then you've got our buddy here with his fucking like knife tripod. <laughs> yeah. What? And uh, yeah, it's, it's almost, I, it, it's almost one of those things that, um, I believe that they probably made it or, or, you know, talked about it and they were like, yeah, this is great. And they never brainstormed any other ideas or, or death by camera. They, they go, <laughs> he said, it has to be death by camera, but how, how can we kill them with the camera? And we ha- it has to be the camera that kills. Yeah, and, and, so, I, and I guess the whole bit was that the, the mirror was supposed to be some sort of like, uh, well, the a spell he cast on. No, them, the, right? the, the mirror was so that they could watch their own death and know yes. he could yes. he could record the fear in their eyes from watching themselves knowing they're gonna die. Well, that's what I that's what, I mean. That's what that's what I'm kind of getting at is that like the the mirror uh, again in the film was sort of transfixing, so they right. couldn't look away. And so when this dumbass with a tripod, maybe knife, it's a social commentary <laughs> on vanity. How we have to watch ourselves. <laughs> Even before fucking selfies, dude. He just went social media on everyone. Yeah. Look how vain we are. We oh. have to look at ourselves even when we're being murdered. Boom. This is great. Get, so let you, me take this mic off the fucking stand so I can drop it. Please don't do that. You'll owe me you'll owe me eighty dollars. Uh. Okay, I feel like we've we've gotten too serious on this movie, so I want to dumb it down by <laughs> by talking about one of the parts that made me laugh so fucking hard uh, okay. the uh what's what's uh fire crotch downstairs uh helen helen okay helen, helen. Was, was upstairs helen. talking it's like we're now, now we're turning in as canadians from south park <laughs> so <laughs> helen i, I quit helen, helen oh. was upstairs buddy fuck you buddy <laughs> talking to mike <laughs> 
So she's upstairs talking to Mark and they're talking about doing like a children's book and they're making plans to meet on, on the following <laughs> I night. I know where you're going. And Mark goes, are you free tomorrow? And Helen says, yeah, I am. And he goes, I hope I am. It's like, why the fuck would you ask somebody if they were free if you don't even know if you're well, going to be free? Well, no, I think I think you're 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 being a little bit of a pedant. On well, this I one. I totally am, but he, like <laughs> he has a fluctuating schedule, dude. But he's sometimes no. the shoots go long, and sometimes the shoots wrap up at noon, no. and he can go home. I don't, and, I don't believe that. I will say that the delivery was off, but yeah. he's very off as a Dude, person. That voice. And uh, so his whole yeah. his, his whole bit, man, is uh that voice that he does is unbelievable. It's a little Peter Lord. It's unbelievable. Like, it was very, man. It was very close. Yeah. He could be a host for NPR. Yeah. Um one of my one of my least favorite scenes, and I really, I really don't understand. It must have been the director that was cracking up at it and nobody else was um so when they're uh, all the detectives and everything that are in there and he's taking the pictures and why the hell now I know, f- you know, f- to be a focus puller, like you often do use pencils and pens. Now I don't know about that time and what the <laughs> mechanics were. So if anybody's listening that, that does, that does uh, use camera, don't, all right, I'm an actor and I'm, I'm trying my, my best, right? At least I fucking know what a focus puller is and what a first day see and that you guys are the, whatever. And how? anyway, don't judge me. Get it. Don't you fucking tear <laughs> me apart. So, the part when he, he's a so our guy, uh, our a fucking Chapman up here, like our Gestapo boys up in the rafters, taking pictures of the detectives as they're mulling about the crime scene with um with Moira, which was the very heavily produced one. He set up fucking lights, cameras, shit, you know, all that, and and he's up in the rafters, you know, taking pictures, and a a stack of pencils. Falls from his front well, pocket, no, no, no. and, and he, not only not only I mean, pencils, dude, but it looked like what a what what looked like a fucking lightsaber fell out of his. He pocket. emptied an entire fucking <laughs> desk drawer out of his. Po- I saw I saw fucking post-it notes and whiteout fall. There was a stapler out of his pocket. Yeah, dude. There was actually a, a FedEx that just <laughs> fell to her desk from his pocket. And then the cop is yeah, just like, and so that, everybody and, quiet. And, 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 so slow. Yeah, and everyone's like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And then we're all looking. And, and half of me is like, well, shit, it's noises and shit falls all the time. And the other half was, no, all right, this makes sense. They would think, oh, shit, maybe the killer is around here and is watching us. And then the first thing that anybody says is, I taught, I taught, putty pet. And nobody laughs. They smile silently at one another and continue investigating. They're like, oh, oh, Johnson that- over here with his putty tad jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, wow, wow. I, you know, I, I, I did enjoy a good amount of this movie. Like, I really like that being from 1960, it was, Arguably the first movie through the killer's POV, even though it was through the camera, it was still like the right. first glimpse you get into <laughs> to actually killing somebody. Yeah. And uh oh, I, I, I liked a lot about it. I'm getting kind of drunk here, dude. This is fucking fantastic. <laughs> this is what the show's been missing is alcohol. Alcoholism. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't Yeah, but I, I agree with you. He I think they were um I believe he was trying to say, you know, I, I think like the one, 
they were trying to make an effort to show what had happened to him, this trauma, plus something that was already developing. So this is the, I believe this director was already thinking about the nature versus nurture, right? So he was, his father was watching him already be curious and be a voyeur, especially with sexual predilections, right? We see the couple making out in the park and his father doesn't stop him. And he was pretty young. Right, right. So it's like, and then, so there's the nature part, right? So, and then gives him the camera. So was it that his father put this camera in his hands and then encourage this odd behavior plus doing weird shit. Like I think quite honestly, just the light in the eyes while he slept was way creepier than the lizard. You think it was a in light my opinion, or was just it a waking mirror? Oh, the mirror. Oh, See, right. Of the, cause ah, I assumed I it was a mirror, yeah. like the reflection of light. Like, I, I mean, I guess that's the easiest way to say it. Could be that that's- it. Right, but we so we'll never know if he was able to see himself at the time, and also the the image of him of him shooting him, watching his mother, basically his mother's wake, you know, in the bed in her deathbed while she was yeah, that dead. Was, holy uh, lord! Oh, but so so I like that we're trying to say, okay, this person came from a family; these things happened to him, and you know it. It was it was pretty sympathetic towards him, and especially with his suicide at the end, and that I f- feel fear, and I'm what did he? I'm happy about it. Yeah. And then he plunges himself into his own. <laughs> he, I, he pl- he, I'm sorry. He he what, Lauren? He he plunges what into where? <laughs> into his own uh, death device. <laughs> Dude, dude, this 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 shit is 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 the worst. So I I want to I want to bring up Alia half watched the movie, and she brought up a, mm-hmm. a point that the uh, interaction between Mark and Helen at the end, where he kind of explains everything to her, really reminded her of Francis Dolerhide in Red Dragon. Okay, do you guys I can, I can get with that. see that at all? Yeah. Oh yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Well, which is I think. Well, that's the thing is that you're watching this. I there are so many points where I think, oh God, this movie, that movie, that movie. You know, I believe that this open because it was so fucking weird and really went out there with everything that it did. It um it sparked a lot of these kinds of conversations. Um, and, and like you said, yeah, it was the first from a serial killer's point of view, and not though even though he is uh, homicidal and sadistic. It it shows much more more than just the you know usually you see the psychopath like making all kinds of faces and maybe touching himself or licking his lips you know like oh, I'd fuck me <laughs> but this is even beyond that where we watch um, all the the complicated interactions in between that and the inability to to have these human interactions and. Yeah, and without the like, he can't he can't exist without his camera. But with his camera, he can only kill. Well, and and it was also telling that with with Helen around, he didn't need his camera. Right, right. Even though that, oh my god, the point when he stops and the couple is kissing, and he he keeps reaching for it, like, oh, I forgot it. Oh. I didn't bring my fifty pound yeah, camera. And then, with and then me. she goes, "That's inappropriate." Uh. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, all right. Well, look. But but this movie really does. It really 
um, it, it brings up so many things. And, and I kind of, after watching so many insanely bloody, crazy movies, uh, it's kind of, it, it's interesting to go back and see these suggested things. And also, you know, in my mind, you know, you think like, how many times did he stab him? Just like one time? Like, how long did it last? Did he watch him bleed out? Or as soon as they, you know, was it done? And I, I just think about all those weird things. You know, one, one little thing that I wanted to add is that I really enjoyed how he killed, what, four women through the movie? Something like that? I think we saw four. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. With all the women he killed throughout the movie, we didn't actually see anyone get killed until he murdered himself. So we're living like the yeah. voyeur life, watching all of these women. Oh, be don't, no, don't, no, 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 don't, please, 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 please don't give this movie. Do it, don't, do don't it, give this do movie, it, keep no, going. Don't give this movie more credit than going. Shut up, George. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so I'm cutting I, the recording right I'm, now. I'm really. Now, George, I will say, after you watch The Red Shoes, I, honestly, you know where this guy's head's at. George, and he you're definitely watch is the thinking Shoes. about all this shit. Uh, oh no, you have you really you really have to. It's it's actually it's very um I I cried. I did. I cried. So I have to say that. I wanted to say you have to watch it. Okay. I really enjoyed that though he killed four women and we're watching the whole thing through the, the voyeuristic eyes of a murderer, we didn't actually see anyone get murdered until he killed himself. Mm-hmm. It was like completing the documentary. Hey. So when everything was finally all said and done, that's when we got the payoff of seeing someone die. Hey, you know what doesn't matter? Anything? That part. <laughs> that's what I mean. Okay, great. But that's the whole thing. But, yeah, but don't you think that it inspired so much? Like you know, uh, um, I feel like this movie. Was, man eats dog and, and movies like that. I feel like this movie was was very deep on symbolism and and you know meaning and all this underlying shit and Freudian blah blah but that was the one thing that I really enjoyed you know like Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's one of the most brutal movies that's ever been made but you see like no blood or almost no blood in the first one like those little nuances are are really kind of fun to notice and this is one of the things I noticed about Peeping Tom all right all right because this this with with all the shit I've seen this is my first time seeing Peeping Tom uh, look, at, at, at the end of the day, I, again, I, and I've said, I, I said this recently, I would not recommend this movie to anybody that I didn't know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That I didn't know their, their, their movie, like, uh, taste. Uh, this okay. is a hard movie to, mm-hmm. to, to enjoy. I mean, even if you take the pieces that you're like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. And this is also sort of, you know, as a whole, this thing is, 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 is. It's kind of fucked. Yeah. I I honestly, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for everybody. Everybody in this movie was so fucking weird and peculiar and not on this world. And that's what I enjoyed because I can't stand, I get so tired of watching people just like sit across from each other and being supernaturalistic and just like, yeah, we're just like two people like hanging out and just like talking about things that we really want to do. And then there's somebody fucking coming at us. Like I get really sick of that shit. So I I like cigarettes right now. (laughs) Right. So I like this because everybody's a trip. I'm like, everybody's fucked in this movie. Like, the fact that she's sitting there going, like, why a lizard? And not thinking, like, why is your fucking dad coming in your room in the middle of the night? And why are you showing me this? And why am I here on my 21st birthday when there's a big party going on downstairs? So, mate, and that's probably just the, I'm very 
interested in human behavior as a person. And so I think that everyone in this movie is just fucking bizarre. What about the analyst that he talks to that knew the guy's father? And he's like, oh, please give me your father's papers if you still have them. And he's just laughing the whole time. <laughs> I, I think everyone in this movie is just so peculiar. And so I, I keep watching because everyone's the, – the stand-in, Moira is a fucking nut. She's awful, well, like, she's, you know, she's, in this she's movie. She's doing her best Audrey Hepburn uh, – whatever the fuck it was i don't know man that was crazy that whole scene was nuts yeah 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 that scene is and that's one of, and that also reminds me of um oh god the you guys have to help me out with this one um, uh the japanese no, film Chris. there's the three right there's the there's the dumplings and then there's the other one like and the um oh, the and it's, uh, it's kind of like a CCB demented the three extremes and then and he brings them into uh, the studio and forces them you know has the big screen behind them and forces them to act in this film and I know ex- and so it kind I of exactly that what you're made talking me think about, of dumplings yeah made is me, the only it one, it one I remember yeah that. Chris, Chris he, would know he starts. Yeah, he starts getting more theatrical as he goes along. And that one, it was just so comical that, you know, he's staging and you all know and everybody knows he's gonna fucking kill her and, and he's doing it to get the lighting right and all of that. And and he even rehearses it. He has her back up into the trunk to make sure he knows that she's gonna get stuck and then goes back to one and then films. Yeah, no, this is crazy. crazy. <laughs> so it's crazy. I- yeah, I think that it, it might be. I definitely agree with you, though. But uh, but I think that about a lot of movies, I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend a lot of movies to a lot of people. I don't think that there are many movies where you can say across the board, you're absolutely one hundred percent gonna love this. Except for maybe you know Sandlot. I think we can all agree Fuck that Sandlot. everyone will Sandlot's really love the Sand. You better watch. I'm just kidding. Fucking, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I love Sandlot. You <laughs> love Sandlot so much. Smalls, I was I was about to bow up on you. <laughs> because because uh, you know what. Go ahead. It might just be Taylor Swift's favorite movie. It might be. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we let's 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 let's. I didn't even get to say what I thought. You, I know what you thought. What did, you what, did. What do you, I? What you, do I thought? At the end of the day, you love the fact that. Uh, hey, that wasn't even my thought. <laughs> oh, oh Lauren just Lauren. dropped out. Okay. Well, maybe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can bring her back up while I'm going to tell my thought. So my thought is that uh, I kind of like this movie more than I don't because I feel like you should know your roots. It's kind of like wrestling where like, well, it's kind of like everything nowadays where everybody is so like short on attention and you need instant gratification. It's nice to know where things came from. And with this being like one of arguably the first slasher movies and the first kind of found footage movie and the first kind of you know, through the, the POV of the serial killer. I think it's, it's interesting and worth a watch and there's enough like comedic absurdity to make it worthwhile. I, 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 I kind of agree. Um, look, I, I, I would never ever watch this film ever again. Um, and it's weird and it's incomprehensible and that's, that's all there is to it, man. Um, but this is, this is going to be where we end on this film. Okay. Well, unfortunately Lauren dropped out of the call, but, uh, we want to remind you guys to watch Lauren's new movie, darling. Uh, I think it's still in theaters for a little while. It's definitely on VOD. Keep an eye out for her next film, mind's eye and imitation girl and all the other fun Lauren Ashley Carter things. Check out her Twitter for her reading chapters from the Jackie Chan autobiography or biography. Um, Also, we have our Frights and Pints movie night coming up for 
Pinups for Pitbull's charity on May 21st at the Ugly Dog uh, Pub in San Diego. Yeah, it'll be lots of fun, guys. So much fun. We're doing a double feature of Tales from the Crypt. And we are selling uh, Taylor Swift black metal t-shirts for that charity at whogoestheirpodcast.storeenvy.com. So go buy those. Write me out. Yes, please. Go buy those. Micah, do you have anything to say? Yeah. What do you want to say? Yeah. Say, this is Micah signing out. No? You're embarrassed? Come on, this is Micah signing out. Say, where's Chris? No? Okay. No. Well, this is uh, this is Jorge signing out for the Who Goes There podcast, episode 64 uh, to my left. This is Matt saying, where's Chris? I don't know. He'll be back next week. Uh, he, had a, he had a camping slash rain slash shooting guns in the air with beers situation. <laughs> well, balls so, deep in a squealing hog. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so... We will uh, see you guys in either a week or two weeks. I don't know. But uh, mostly, I hate you guys, each and every one of you. Yeah. Good night. That's my second baby. I'm not going to worry wrinkles in my brow. Nothing's ever going to be all right, no how. No matter how I struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. I was in your sights, you got me alone You found me, you found me, you found me I guess you didn't care, and I guess I liked that And when I felt hard, you took a step back Without me, without me, without me And he's long gone when he's next to me is on me Cause I knew you were trouble when you walked in So shame on me now Blew me to places I've never been Till you put me down Oh, I knew you were trouble when you walked in So shame on me now Blew me to places I've never been He'll never see you cry Pretends he doesn't know That he's the reason why You're drowning You're drowning You're drowning I heard you moved on From whispers on the street A new notch in your belt Is all I'll ever be And now I see Now I see Now I see
Or her. 